0: Welcome to Embracing Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Avis Sparks. Thank you for joining us. I pray that something shared blesses you and encourages you in your walk with Christ. Hello, everyone. How are you doing this evening? Thank you for joining us for this episode of Embracing Abundant Life. I'm your host, Dr. Avis Sparks, and I have with us our co host, Andrea Gatewood. How are you doing this evening?
1: I'm doing very well th- thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes this is the last installment of our healing series so this is the last installment of our live healing series we will be coming back to you this fall with some interviews and um some wonderful guests just to continue the conversation but we will be taking a short break and uh, just transitioning over to the interview uh, style of the uh, podcast. And so to do that, I would like for you all to just uh, subscribe, actually subscribe to the Embracing Abundant Life podcast. So when we do get started back again, that you see the new episodes that are there and If you haven't, um, if you missed some of the episodes in our live healing series, go back to the Embracing Abundant Life podcast. We're on different um, platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor. Majority of the podcast platforms that are out there, just go check us out, subscribe, rate. Review us. Uh, we really appreciate the ratings and the reviews because that allows us to um, get more have more of a recognized presence, so that we're able to reach others. And so we thank you all for the support that you have been giving us, the um, shares of this podcast on Facebook, your comments, and just your likes. We just appreciate the participation that we've had through this summer session um, of the healing series. We also want to just encourage you to go to our website, asparkministries.com and subscribe. Subscribe so that you can receive the newsletters and the um, weekly, two bi-weekly devotionals. So by subscribing, you're going to get the newsletter. So when we, you'll be I'm able to get the updates, get the information about what we're doing, the different products we're coming out with, just all the different things um, that we're doing with A Spark Ministries. So go to asparkministries.com, subscribe so that you can get the newsletters. And the last thing I'm um, dealing with business. Um, if you have yet to get your "Healing the Body of Christ: Embracing Abundant Life" book do go to Amazon or to the website and order it so that you can begin to just review the information um, uh, personally. And then you can get the study guide and you can encourage yourself in your own uh, private uh, study time and also utilize it for small group studies. So this small group study season is coming upon us. And so consider using Healing the Body of Christ as a tool to encourage those around you. And tonight we are going to end off with the seas of wellness. We're going to be talking about the things that God has given us um, to deal to stay well as we deal with this world, the, the depravity, our struggles, the temptations, all the different things we deal um, deal with in this life. And the main thing that we, we want to start with is connection. Uh, we gain our connection to God through Jesus Christ. And uh, Jesus lets us know that in John 14, 16, that he is the way, that he is the truth and the life, and that no one can come to the Father except through him. And so we become connected to God and we become a part of the body of Christ through Jesus and we have to see that it's not just because he's his son that we we became connected but we became connected because of the life he lived on this earth and the sacrifice that um he gave um, on the cross In second corinthians 5 21 it tells us god made him meaning jesus who knew no sin, to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Because of Christ, we can become connected with God. We can have relationship with God. And so that is our connection point. And in John 15 and 5, he he tells us, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit apart from me, you can do nothing and so we have to remember that our connection starts with Christ and that this is how we're going to be well this is how we're going to transform this is how we're going to grow this is how we're going to be able to impact lives this is how we're going to be able to live life in abundance and live life well is with Jesus Christ and so with that being said we're going to dive into some of the seeds of wellness and one of those C's is communication. And so, Angel, when you think about communication and how it fosters our wellness, our growth, or your wellness and growth, what do you think? begin to think about?
1: I started to think, when I initially thought about communication, I thought about relationships. Our relationships are based on communication, whether it's uh, relationships with your parents, in your marriage, your children, and it's the same with our Heavenly Father. So I started to think about my relationship with God and, you know, just pro- progressing throughout life from childhood up till now about how the relationship has changed for me on my end. Um, because he seemed so big that I felt like he wasn't going to really pay attention to the small things. And I just felt like, I, you know, so small or whatever. And in reality, God... I had to look at God as a father, that he cared about my day-to-day needs. Um, like a, any parent would care about your hurt, your pain, or any loneliness or anything that's going on in your emotional state. I had to look at him as a father that loved me, that wanted to, to hear about me uh, and anything that had to do with me. And so I was just thinking about all Christians in their relationship and their walk with God that they have to start trying to look at him as not as my provider, just a a healer, my lawyer, my doctor It's like, he cares about you and he wants that intimacy with you. And how do we obtain that intimacy through that prayer and the worship and how do we connect with other people through Bible study to have a more in depth, um, Relationship with him, a better understanding. I feel like we get a better understanding about God through the people that we are around. Mm-hmm. We hear stories about their testimonies, their deliverance. And there's just so many things that in Bible study, you know, maybe you didn't get a under, the correct understanding of God's word. It's important. The prayer is important because it's our direct line of communication. He sees us. Yes, He knows what we need but we need to take that time out and actually talk to him and sometimes just have joy with them. We Mm. worship and love and joy and peace and sometimes even sorrow uh, to be comforted by him. So, you know, just having this intimacy is very important. So I most definitely think relationship when I think about uh, communication.
0: And I'm glad you just brought up that word relationship because um, we started this series talking about relationship because ultimately that is our purpose. Our purpose is to have relationship with God and to have relationship with others and everything else that we talk about, it it nurtures that, it supports that, it it pours into that. And so when we talk about the seeds of wellness, that's what we're talking about. How do we continue to make sure we're having good relationships? How do we have healthy relationships with God and our fellow believers, and is it you made uh, so clear? Is this how um, communicating with God and inviting Him in and and worshiping with other people how that helps us to um, foster those relationships. And I think another thing that you're talking about is when we when we talk about communication, it's important that we do it because that's how we build our trust. That's how we begin to build that rapport with God. We begin to develop faith and and begin to let him in a little bit more. Just like any other relationship, you start off, and the more you converse, the more you give and take. It, you begin to become comfortable with each other, and then that nurtures our connection. That nurtures us. So then, when we're going through all these different things, that we are um, that we are being uh, anchored. And one of the things that I, I was looking at before we started was. Um, this is this verse that tells us about this tree that's planted beside the rivers of water, right? It's planted there and it it stretches out its roots to the river so that it can can continue to produce fruit and and to be well through all seasons. And that's what we're saying we wanna do. We wanna be connected to the source so that we can be fruitful and be well, even in drought and in, in storms, you can be anchored and not be moved with the blowing winds. And so it's important that, we are anchored. And I just wanted to look at a few verses that that, um, tells us, gives us hints to things that we need to think about when we're talking about we want to be anchored. And so in Psalms 1, many of us may know this, it starts with this telling us how how we're blessed. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk and step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but those diligent in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law, day and night. And so this is kind of just telling us about, we're putting ourselves in the position to be, to invite God wherever we are. And then we're meditating on his word. And it says that this person is like a tree planted by streams of water. So it's, it's talked about again, and which yields its fruit in season. And then it says, whose leaves do not wither, whatever they do, they prosper. So it's telling us that when we get to the place and we're gonna talk about community in a second, when we get to the place where we're around people who are like-minded and and are believers, we actually are planting ourselves um, by streams of water and we yield fruit in season and that our leaves don't wither and that we can prosper. And so this is just encouraging us to think about where we're putting ourselves where we're placing ourselves in life daily where we find ourselves who we're communicating with and so when we talk about um communication Andrea, uh those things are also important when we're talking about who we're communicating with in the sense of when we're doing uh, bible study and worship the like-minded people and so then we go into community um how how important is community when we're talking about our wellness and health
1: well, when thinking about your community, I think about how we serve them, mm-hmm. um, how how we how we can give back to our community, um, also uh, how we fellowship and how we witness to our community. Uh, those are some of the things that you had given us uh, as disciplines underneath community, uh, but. I want to focus more like on the service, uh, because also in the Bible, um, Matthew twenty three and eleven. I don't know if you have that up there. um, You may reference in the book servants. uh, Being a servant is the highest position anyone can hold in the kingdom of God. And I had posed this question to you: How do we make um, when we're going talking to the world and we're talking to, to culture? <laughs> I like yeah. the, you know we don't say the world anymore it's, it's culture uh what the culture says and what the people are in the community saying how do we make people feel okay about service
0: mm-hmm. because
1: I feel like culture made service look like the lowly thing mm-hmm. and God is saying well here's the son of God Jesus saying that it's a high it's a high position to hold uh, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a great thing to do is to be in service to your, to your community, to your fellow man. So how do we let the world know that what culture has said is a lovely thing? Something mm-hmm. to, to look down on is actually how do we shift the mindset that it's actually something that's elevated and that God and, you know, really wants us to do. That this is something that we should be honored to be able to do.
0: Oh yeah. I, you know, Jesus, he came as a servant. First thing, you know, listening to his dad and, and what he was telling him to do to serve us. He died. He came here to serve us. Honestly. I mean, you look throughout his life. He did nothing but serve. He helped, he ministered, he he taught, He he was here to serve. And so he's calling us to be like him. He's calling us to make an impact because that that's the thing he served and he made an impact. He didn't just come here to sit on the throne and just say that I am God and I'm awesome. He came here to actually make an impact and change lives. And that's how we make an impact and change lives. Not by sitting in a chair and holding a title, but actually meeting the needs of people. And so he's encouraging us to do as he did. And then in Matthew, the 18th chapter when the uh, disciples came to him and was asking him, who would be the greatest in the kingdom of God? And he he pulled up a child and he said that that they needed to repent first thing, but that the lowly position, the person who takes a lowly position like a child and then the Amplified Version of the Bible, it, it gives us example of what that lowly position looks like. It's a humble person. It's a, tr- a trusting person. It's a, per- a person that forgives. This position is what puts you in a place to be the most, the greatest in heaven. And so even though we have to see that the standards of this of this world or this culture are not the same as God's, he is about making an impact that transforms lives. And we do that as the body of Christ, as believers by serving others. And that, only, that not only helps us to be well, it helps us to keep the body of Christ healthy. So we're meeting the needs of those in the body of Christ. We're meeting those, I- Uh, the needs of the body outside of Christ so that they see the appeal and want to become the body of Christ. So we begin to make the body of Christ bigger. We begin to grow the body of Christ. We make the body of Christ stronger uh, as a stronger presence in our community and we glorify God. And so service is just an avenue of making a great and awesome impact. And so it's not about the title, it's about the impact when it comes to service. And so God calls us to that in our community because When we talk about community and the reason we say is a part of what keeps us connected and well is because we're we're called the body of Christ. We're a part of something bigger. And so we need to actually think about what we're connected to, who we're connected to, who's around us. And then he tells us not to just think about those things, who's around us, but actually pour into those things. And one of those disciplines that um, Christ gave us is giving. And so when we pour we can say give and we want to give of our resources. We want to give of our time. We want to give of, of our talents and skills. And these are seeds. And think about seeds. If you plant them and then you get fruit. And so we're planting into the body of Christ. We're planting into other people's lives so that they can have substance, so that they can have things to feed off of. They can have things that make them stronger. We, we are building up something that we're a part of. There's this one thing that my mom used to say, and I'm sure many of you probably have, he- have heard it. It says, you know, that cutting off your nose to spite your face. And sometimes we 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 do that. We don't realize just how important the other parts of the body of Christ are, and we can cut ourselves off from it. And we're actually depriving ourselves of something wonderful, of of, of being able to um to uh enjoy smells and odors and, and we're well not odors, but you get what I'm saying, but we actually can uh, detect harm, right? Some of the odors that tell us uh, that something's harmful. And so it's like, we need to foster, uh, you know, connection with the other parts of the body of Christ. And we do that through witnessing about telling who God is in our lives and, and showing them who he can be in their lives. We do that through fellowship, learning who they are and what they need. And, praying for them. And we do that through serving. So community is so important when it comes not only to our wellness, because what, if they're doing the same thing we're doing, we're getting what we need from them as we give what they need from us. And so community is a part of staying connected to the body of Christ, connected to God and fostering wellness in us all. So
1: with community, um, I just think about, uh, how we serve our community, Mm -hmm. um, Before we started, we were talking about, we did a prayer, you guys, about um, basically unthawing our hearts when it comes to serving the community, Uh, witnessing. I know that, you know, the signs of the time and how things are uh, with COVID, it seems like it's hard to still minister and share the good news with people. But I, I really feel that, we should work towards finding helpful ways to give back to the community. Um, So one of the things that I was thinking about, and you know, in different communities that uh, you serve and things are kind of changed and things are gonna continue to change. So we're gonna have to be able to roll with it and find new ways to minister to people that don't have access to the TV, to the computers, to the podcast, to the cell phone, those that's possibly on the street. Uh, And so I was thinking about like how when we were growing up, we go into the communities, uh, making goodie bags, handing out goodie bags, handing out meals and things like that. Uh, And it's like, I can think of the last time I did it and it was probably Mm -hmm. in high school or something like that. Yeah. Not that the need is no longer there, but some kind of way uh, the need is still there, but I haven't continued to to minister to God's people that way, whether it's out of fearfulness, um, just being in my own world, my own bubble. And in that prayer, I really I really wanted to sink in and I wanted to, you know, give the, you know, enforce it with everyone else to just take a moment and ask God to help you get into a place of, of service that mm-hmm. you're willing to witness. And you know, in fellowship with like-minded people, to do service for your community. What what can we do together? Whether it's handing out hot meals, um, you know, I have a large community here that, you know, we in Chicago you see on the street. There are needs that we can meet, whether it's through water. Dry clothes, you know, just different hygiene items and stuff like that. Anything that can help Um, money, whatever it is, just to try to help out a little bit. And it's just like I got to a point that I didn't feel comfortable handing it out, Um, especially with my children in the car. But it's just like moving forward. It's like, God, make me bold. Mm. And the prayer was like, let me be so bold, basically, that your people are worth the risk. Um, Of course, I'm not going to just put myself in harm's way. And, you know, if I want to do something, I'll probably leave my children at home unless I know for sure that it's a safe situation. But I would like to start doing more service for my community because, like, what good am I at home? I mean, like, I'm doing things in my home and this part of the ministry I can be handling at home. But there's other parts. There are other things that we are called to do as far as impacting the body of Christ and Mm -hmm. winning people over and I always say the best way to win people over is with love, and mm-hmm. not condemnation. Like, it's that's not our part. <laughs> our part is to just love on people, and you know, let our light shine so that we can draw them, so they can know where to go uh, moving forward. So you know, service servicing people is very important. And I like the way that you had presented it in a way that if you're hungry, you're thirsty. And you're in need of something, mm-hmm. would it be easier once those are those needs are met to hear about a savior?
0: Yeah,
1: or is it easier to say, Okay, um, let me tell I you about Jesus, Jesus. and
0: then walk off? <laughs> yeah, let yeah. me tell yeah. you about Jesus.
1: And you just, and you just yeah. need to pray, and I'm gonna pray for you that this situation get better for you versus meeting the need and showing the Jesus in you and giving something to them to, to alleviate some of that that struggle or that pain.
0: Yeah, and that's and a beautiful
1: way of looking at impact.
0: Yeah, and I think Jesus displayed that to us even in his ministry. He was meeting the physical needs of people and then were, were claiming them saved because of their faith. He was actually meeting that, that thing that was in front of them right there that they were looking at. And then he showed them what they really needed Um, which was a salvation for their souls. And so um, one of the things somebody had made a comment, actually it was Joyce Meyer, she was talking, and she was saying, sometimes we can say, okay, if I give them a meal today, who says they're gonna get a meal tomorrow? But if you were that person who was hungry, would you care about tomorrow or would you just care about the meal that you received today? And so even when we're doing this thing, we're doing this and we're communicating and we're trying to encourage and inspire people, even when you're witnessing, it's like, It doesn't matter about how many people who hear this message. As long as one person hears this message and it's changed and a light comes on who's encouraged and they're strengthened and they can take another step in life. Who cares about all the other steps that come after? Let's just take this first step. Let's take this first, um, making that, that even if you think it's a small impact, it's a big impact to them because that's what's right in front of them. And so thank you for just encouraging us to think look into our communities, look where we are and say, how can I serve? And even if we have to partner up with other people, if we're not comfortable just going out there and doing it ourselves, how can I partner up with my community, partner up with my church, partner up with other people who are doing things and begin to make a positive impact? on the world around me. We don't have to do it over, you know, overseas, but honestly just in our neighborhoods, in our communities, mm-hmm. and showing them Christ and, and and showing that love, being that light that you know lifting up that light and then letting him draw draw them to him. And so uh community is important, communication is important. And then we have commitment. Commitment is the last thing that we talk about in the book and um in the book we use the word dedication but when we talk about commitment, that's so important because just think about it in any relationship. If you don't have commitment, you have a pretty poor relationship, right? Because a person is stepping out they're they're not doing things that are pleasing to the other person because when you have commitment, you're caring about the other person you're you're w- wondering about what makes them happy. You're wondering about what's going to to empower you all as a whole, not just me, me me i i I. And so that's the same thing with our relationship with with god that's the same in christ and that's the same with our relationship with one another is the body of christ is we have to put i aside and say what about them and what about us and so some of the practices that we find in the bible that helps us to stay committed is fasting and meditation and each of these practices fasting is saying okay let me put aside something i desire and let me seek God and see what he's desiring for my life. What's his will? What's his direction? What does he have to give me so that I can continue to walk this thing, um, glorifying him and honoring him? And so and then there's meditation What a practice of meditation is saying, let me not think about that TV show. Let me not think about that other conversation I had. Let me not think about those things. But let me think about the things of God. Let me think about. What he's calling me to do what what things he's trying to grow in my life what things he's trying to uh, to put in, in in me so that i can better uh support my relationship with other people and support my relationship with him and so commitment is important i mean sometimes we live in a society where commitment is very loose <laughs> it's a very loose thing It's like okay as long as i feel good doing it i'm committed you know as long as it serves me I'm committed, but that's not true commitment. Commitment is when things are not comfortable, I'm still there. When I don't feel like doing it, I still do because I'm committed to this thing. I'm committed to um, this this being good, this being a good thing for the both of us, not just for me, not just for what I can get out of it. And so we have to realize that even within the body of Christ, sometimes we may not feel like it, but if we want to really be well, if we want to make sure the people around us or will we have to commit ourselves to doing the things that's going to foster that?
1: For sure. Um, I was looking at fasting and meditation, um, and you mentioned that it brings about spiritual spiritual strength and understanding. Mm-hmm. So when we're looking at the benefits of fasting and meditation, it's like yes, we're we're setting aside these things. We're setting aside that time. Mm-hmm. But the, what are the benefits of it? Um, and and it kind of forces us to be uncomfortable. And one of the things that you like to say is when we're feeling uncomfortable, that can be shown as an opportunity to grow Yeah, um, in some form. And so just looking at the commitment that it takes to be consistent, the more I'm talking to people and they'll walk with God and... Uh, Or just with parenting, does anything? What's the struggle?
0: Yeah,
1: it's the commitment. It's the consistency. Making sure that you're actually being consistent enough to have a habit to have get the end result. Um, And so when I was looking at like commitment, uh, it was like to bring clarity for your vision. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I've been working really hard on. Uh, getting out of my own way. So I have, if any of my friends would be on here, they'd be like, Andrew got so many visions. Andrea has so many plans. Andrea got, <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a lot of things. And, it, and it's like, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. And then, you know, I want clarity. I have a whole lot of good ideas. And then it's just like, but it's like, what is it that I need to be doing right now? Lord, what's the vision for my life? And yeah. it's easy for me to talk to other people when they're in the foggy moments, and I'm like, okay, you only have to go to God because in reality, there's a whole bunch of puzzle pe- pieces, and we don't have the picture. God mm-hmm. has the picture; He has the plan. Mm-hmm. So if we just we can try to put our thousand piece puzzle together by ourselves without actually having an image, or we can go to the one that has the vision
0: yeah. and be
1: like, Lord, tell me what I need to do next. Otherwise mm-hmm. I can hinder the process or whatever. So it's just like, I want clarity, Lord. Mm-hmm. I want to show you that I can put my things aside and focus on what it is that you will have for me. Uh, the things that I will move your kingdom forward, that I can make a bigger impact um, in your, you know, the body of Christ. Yeah. So is that how you look at it? I mean, I'm sure you do, but is there something you want to say about commitment?
0: No, I think as you said that the one of the things is that word you use consistency. Um, and I think that's that's hard for many of us because even as we continue to do something, and I think also, and I was um I was listening to someone, I can't even remember who, but they were talking about change, like seasons. And if we're not committed, we stay committed to the wrong things. So we stay committed to this practice or this this way of doing something. But if we're committed to God, then when he decides to change something, we change with him. But so we have to make sure we're committed to the right things. That's what we're talking about. That's the importance of that fasting and that meditation, just seeking God, because the things we commit ourselves to may not be the same things we need you know, yesterday may not be the same things we need to commit ourselves to today, because just think about, you know, single and married life. That was a total change in seasons of what you committed yourself to. And so it's like, even in our lives, um, we don't have to transition in relationships, but we can just be transitioning in seasons. And when, we're committed to God, the things that we're doing and, and how we're doing them may change and we're okay with that. let say it's comfortable all the times, but we're okay with it because we're committed to God. We're committed to, as Ginger said, his vision, his, his, his plan for our lives. And so commitment is important. But then when we talk about the consistency, the consistency should come where we always choose God in the equation it's like cuz things will change you know so how god is telling us to to deal with people will change you know you deal even with children you deal with a, a teenager different than you deal with a toddler you know and so we have to be willing to, as just said, get to that place where we feel uncomfortable and grow and get into the position where we can do uh, that toddler stage as well as we do that teenager stage. You know, it takes some growth and development to do that for those who have teenagers. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm going to let tomorrow be tomorrow on that. One. I'm going to worry about what's in front of me. And so tonight we're not going to switch out for our Q&A because we have some people on... Uh, uh, YouTube and they wanted to make sure that they were part of the Q&A. And so we're just opening up the floor to you all to begin to just um, give us your impressions, your questions, your th- your statements about this series, about this this episode on tonight, when we're talking about just healing and walking with God, allowing him to guide us in our growth and, and our fruitfulness. We, I know we've, we've Ran through a lot of different things, but we just want to make sure we're giving you all tools, tools, and encouragement to say, "I can continue to do it. I can put another. I can take another step. You know, I can." Uh, and sometimes it just says, "I can stop and just raise my hands and look to God." You know, sometimes it's not about taking another step. Sometimes it's about stopping and just looking to the One who does know, as Angel was talking about, and. Um, Andrea, for this season, as we um, give people an opportunity to just voice and um, put their comments in, um, in this season, as we're talking about um, just that healing and that growing and development, what are some of the seeds have you seen in your life? And you say, okay, these are the things that God has been giving me to work with in my growth and um, and fostering wellness for myself, for my family. Um, You can go as far out as you want to with that, but what are the Cs that you've been identifying? God said, "I'm giving you these things. Use them." What, what are those things in your life?
1: Um, the question is, what are, which C am, is he not given? Like <laughs> I am dealing with all the Cs <laughs> um, mm-hmm. on a day to day basis, and uh, one way or, or another, um, as far as community, I, you know, the people that I deal with um, on an intimate level. Um, how we encourage each other in Christ, how we talk about different issues, and how we're trying to change uh, the relationships between women or just openness across the board. Um, I talk to a lot of women about the fact that life seemed used to be so secretive. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was any problems in their lives, any trouble, or you know anything that's going on they never really passed down the information. Yeah. <laughs> like this is gonna be a pitfall if you don't catch yourself. It yeah. just, it, it kind of was always a, you will see, you will see. <laughs> and, yeah. or uh, people never wanna show their weakness because they felt like somebody would abuse that weakness. I'm trying to build a community. When I see your weakness, um, it's not something to be picked at. It's something that we can work together with the help of God, you know, not no, with God, mm-hmm. <laughs> not the help. Uh, with God. He can give us clarity on that situation. He can give us deliverance on that situation versus I got to hide and keep this to myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's how people find uh, themselves in lonely situations and where they don't know where to turn. Sometimes, even though you know the word of God and you had these situations, sometimes you need somebody to reinforce it and be like, I see Mm -hmm. you. I I, I had that struggle too. And this is how God delivered me. Maybe if you read this book or if you do this, you can move forward and uh find healing. And mm-hmm. it's like, sometimes you can know the way, but I've never seen anybody do it before. I heard mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. But if you meet someone that actually successfully um, been delivered from something that you're battling, more than likely you could be like, okay, I can try that way. Or, mm-hmm. you know, however many ways you want to try deliverance <laughs> or, you know, help. Um, so another one, uh, communication. Uh, I'm trying to be even in my community uh, of, of women in my different relationships. I am uh, trying to just communicate more openly about how I feel, not just listening to them or whatever, just me opening up to them. And I have become the word recluse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A country girl went to a big city intimidated by it all. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of prayed to God to make me bold because where's the impact if I'm hidden away? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's something that I'm working on. And as far as my commitment, um, I, again, I invite everybody to do the same thing that I'm doing, which is waking up in the morning, uh, acknowledging God for who he is in my life, And inviting him in uh, so that I can hear and see the vision that he has for me. Also, when, you know, after that, you know, you got to work around with your children and your family and your husband. And then you just kind of spend time reading God's word, listen to a sermon. And then I meditate on that word, Mm -hmm. try to, you know, let it penetrate deep, (laughs) take notes, read a little bit further into the scripture to see what's really going on. And I feel like it through these things that God is going to show himself in my life and show me the vision that he has for me where there is no doubt. Yeah. Uh, so that's what, that's my end goal is that when it's time for me to step out boldly, I'm confident in him uh, that I'm gonna be able to do what it is that he's calling me to do. Yeah. And I'm inviting yeah.
0: anybody else to do the same. <laughs> yeah. And that's beautiful. You see that when we talk about these as uh showed us that these three C's are something that we can utilize in our daily lives. It's not something we just say, um, the first week of November, I'm going to get on this one, or at the beginning of the year, I want to tackle that one. These C's are something that we are to do daily, things that we are to invite other people to do with us Um so we can encourage each other in and, and our wellness walk and our, our healing and In our deliverances, and so that's beautiful Um, for me. I, as well as the other ones, like some of the other ones, like it's it's like a you know it it can become like a check mark. Okay, I read this and I did this and I did that, Um, and so it's really important for me to make sure that I stay committed. You know that whole thing where I go back to say God. You know even with all this list of things that I say, I'm doing for God. It's like, let me remember that God is part of this equation. Let me make sure that I'm engaging in actual relationship with him. Not just saying I'm trying to foster a good relationship. It's like, you know, um, I hear this story about, I mean, you all heard all kinds of stories like, okay, the wife bought satin sheets. To make her husband happy. He doesn't even like satin sheets or, you know, the husband cooks this meal or buys this thing to make the wife happy and she doesn't even like it. So it's like, this is, when we talk about relationship, we're making sure we're doing something that's going to actually please the person we're in relationship with. And so commitment to me with God is saying, Okay, I can be doing all these things. I can make a list of what I think is great and grand and is going to impact your body. You know, I can make a grand list. I can do what everybody, the ABCDs that everybody else tells me to do. But it doesn't mean anything if it doesn't mean anything to him. So it's like, let me commit myself. Let me refocus and say, God, How am I to practice relationship with you? What is going to please you today? As Andrea said, what, is gonna, what do I need to do that's going to say, you know, not just check off a list, but what's going to foster a trust and a faith and communication and connection between us? And uh, one of those things that I would like to invite you in, and we haven't spoke that much about, is worship. But we take the time and just reverence God. We say how awesome he is. We acknowledge just all the things that he's doing and um and then we go on and and then um I'm sorry, I got distracted. And then we just, we invite him in, you know, we just, we we just revel in his presence. You know, um, a, one time I was sitting and I was praising God in my car. And, you know, if you've ever had this experience where it just seems like it's such a weight, you know, you have this weight that's bearing down on you, but there's something in, inside of you that just seems to be just shaking and want to bubble up. And the only way I can explain it is like the humanity in me, the the, the part I know that it isn't right in me wants to just, just bear down and cry and, and humble myself. But that God part inside me wants to reach up and just exalt him and raise my hand and just revel in his presence. And so get to that place where you don't mind presenting both of those sides to god that part that you know that isn't quite there and hasn't quite made it and then that part of you you know that is right with god because it's him you know you 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 embrace that part of god and you and you just honor him for that moment for that minute for that that time and just worship in his presence and so we we gave y'all a to do list for this week. We want y'all to just get on it, you know. Make sure we're out there and thinking about our community. Making sure that we're um, making sure that we're in relationship and really communicating with God and worshiping Him. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Let's get one of these questions here. Now, what if God has already provided clarity and you're afraid to move? How do we think back? and move. Um, I think one of the things that um, we've been talking about is with this communication is we begin to foster trust and faith in God. And we do that by taking those steps. You know, like um, one of the things the word tells us is faith comes by hearing. So what we get in the word of God, we see what he's done. I mean, what does the word basically tell you? It gives you a list of how awesome he is. it gives you a list of how he comes through time after time. It gives you a list of how he provides um, situation after situation. And so I say, build up your faith, take the time. And if you put on the tape and you listen to other people's testimonies, build up your faith and just see how he's come through and, and made provision for those who stepped out in faith with him and build up your faith with the word of God through testimony, and then get you a little courage, get a little little faith of your own. You built it up a little bit and just take a small step, you know, take a step and say, let me see, let me let God meet this step. And then you get a him let him meet this step. And one of the other things is I want to encourage you and we kind of talk about in the book is that failure is not an indication of what is possible. Failure is just a part of growth. So just because you stepped out and you tripped doesn't mean that you shouldn't have stepped out. Next time you step out, just making sure you plant your foot when you step out. You know what I'm saying? Next time you step out, you make sure you look before you step out. It doesn't mean that you weren't supposed to step out. You just need to learn how to step out. So failure is not a depiction, is not a a foretelling of what is possible in your life. Failure just lets you know, okay, I just need to watch a little better. I need to listen a little better. I need to do this a different way, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it at all. So don't let failure ever stop you from walking out and believing failure happens. Yes, I don't get it right all the time. Be okay, with not getting it right all the time. I think we have to free ourselves up from that. I have to ace it every time mentality because, you know, see is passing, right? I'm just just (laughs) kidding. We don't have to ace it every time. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. God is gracious. God is merciful. God is right there with you, cheering you on. He's, he was there to pick you up. He's there to tell you just how much he wants to do in your life, no matter how many times you trip, no matter how many times you forgot to look before you step. Um, but just, just, just give yourself the freedom to try. That would be my encouragement. Give yourself the freedom to try and just begin to just build up your faith through the Word of God and through your. Te- think about what He's already done in your life, your own testimony, and the testimonies of others.
1: Can I say something for a moment? Go ahead. Okay, in regards to um, that statement, um, what I'm practicing
0: mm-hmm. because
1: I was always just in my own way, just trying to do things. Mm -hmm. I am learning to listen and be obedient Mm -hmm. because I would hear and then it'd be like, oh, that's why you said that. It's like I should have immediately just been obedient when I heard what you told me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just kind of like I'm I'm practicing and I'm just going to encourage other people to practice Mm -hmm. uh, listening and being obedient um when it comes to raising children it's like you tell your children things over and over and over and over and over again and i feel like god has to have the same patience that we're trying <laughs> to exercise to become more like god yeah you know uh is that we like with him he gives us opportunity after opportunity to to get it right mm-hmm. um but just know And at the beginning when i was saying that he's a father he loves you. He don't want you to fail. He wants what's best for you. And I would say to feel more confident and stepping out into what God is asking us to do is, Lord, build this confidence in me. And mm-hmm. I, I remember, and I, I think I spoke on it before, Joyce Maya said, walk in it. Like, okay, you scared, but God told you to do it anyway, so you need to do it. So while you're
0: scared... Faith over fear mentality. The faith
1: over fear. And it's like, yes, I might still feel fearful, but I'm going to be obedient because God told me to. And it's like the greatest miracles, the greatest things that I've been seeing and people have been testifying about, it wasn't the fact that uh, they didn't doubt a little bit, that they didn't fear or you know, wasn't hesitant. It was that they pushed through it was just obedient mm-hmm. and just followed through. And then it's like, and God did it and he provided and he delivered and all this other stuff. He loosed money. He loosed, you know, <laughs> chains of all types of things. And it's just like, it's because you're obedient. Yeah. God knows. And that goes back to the puzzle pieces. It's like, if you move the puzzle piece here, this, this, is, and this is going to happen you're going to see a bigger piece of the uh, the puzzle coming together and yeah, now he's
0: telling confidence. you where to place them all yeah he's telling you where to place them so just them.
1: practice being obedient and then so God can show you like it might be little things but if you just practice in the you know the small things you'll build up the confidence for the large things
0: yeah yeah and so um we're going to unless we have any more um comments or statements. We're going to end with that note of just God knows. God knows he has the plan. He has the vision. He has the picture. And so let's not get so bent on trying to figure it out all by ourselves. God is there. He wants to lead. He wants to guide. He wants to provide. He wants to show us where to put the pieces. And it's our job to listen. It honestly is. It's our job to listen in to do. And that's a part of our relationship is that trusting part of our relationship where we, we hear his voice and we do what he's saying because we know that he loves us, that he has our best interests at heart, and that he wants to carry us somewhere. He wants to do something in our lives to make it better, to impact those around us, to, to just to shine a light in us and through us. And so um remember that God does love you, that he is a gracious and um merciful God that He is a faithful, faithful God. He is, He does, He doesn't leave us nor forsake us. All we have to do is look to Him and He will be there. And to close out our healing, our live healing series, we, we're, we're gonna pray with you all tonight. And then we're going to like I said, subscribe to the Embracing Abundant Life podcast so that you'll be able to um uh, see when we we start up again in the fall. The angel's gonna pray for us and then we're gonna um, get out of here. Andrew. Heavenly
1: Father, I wanna thank you for another day. We wanna thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your blessings, Lord. We ask that you forgive us of our sins, forgive us our shortcomings and how we're falling short. I'll let you show us your will, show us the vision that you have for our lives, give us the confidence and and boldness us in you that we would go out and do your will Lord. <clears throat> excuse me. We ask that you help us to make an impact in your community uh in the body of Christ that we just open up our hearts so that we can have love for your people that we are being service to them, that we are being service to you Lord, that we put our wants and needs aside so that we can just be the people that you want us to be that we can fulfill your purpose because ultimately that's the only thing that's gonna stand. Uh, So on Judgment Day, we just wanna stand there proudly, knowing that we did our best and that we obeyed you, Lord. So we're just asking you that you help us become the people that you want us to be, that you empower us to go out into the world and minister to your people. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Y'all have a blessed night. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking this journey, this healing uh, journey with us. We we pray that you're ble- you've been blessed and continue to just follow us and to support us. Go to the um, ministry page to see what we're doing. As I said, subscribe uh, to it so you can get our newsletters and updates so you'll know what's going on. But we love you and y'all you have a blessed night.
2: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Embracing Abundant Life. Join us next week as we continue with the healing series where knowledge meets compassion. If you haven't gotten your Healing the Body of Christ book or study guide, visit aceparkministries.com forward slash store or Amazon to order your copy today. We appreciate you being a part of the Embracing Abundant Life community and sharing this content with others. We want to remind you to subscribe and review this podcast. For other inspiring content, visit asparkministries.com. While there, you can subscribe to review weekly encouraging newsletters and devotionals. Suppose you are enjoying the resources that are being provided. In that case, you can offer your support by sharing our ministry with others and purchasing Ace Spark merchandise through the Ace Spark Ministries website. Any of these methods of support are greatly appreciated. We want to hear from you. Email asparkministries.com with your ideas, comments, questions, and prayer requests. We are here to ignite a spark that inspires.